welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Ghosties podcast. So, Missy and I recorded a really special episode today. Today, we got together and recorded an afterlife interview with Marilyn Monroe. And I think partially uh, this idea came to me, um, if I'm being honest, (laughs) Uh, when we saw Kim Kardashian wearing her most famous dress that Marilyn wore when she sang happy birthday to John F. Kennedy. Um, After that, I started talking to my own spirit guides, asking them, A, if this was something that was appropriate to do. I got out some divination and asked my spirit guides over the course of a few weeks just to make sure that this was something that was okay to do. And I got the green flag from both my guides as well as my divination. So we decided to do an interview with her to get some clarification on her life, to talk to her about the circumstances of her passing, if she was willing to speak on it. And y'all, I have to say that this interview was probably one of the most heavy interviews I've ever done with a spirit who's on the other side. The feeling of sadness around Marilyn is palpable. Um, From the second she entered into the room, there's a great feeling of sadness still shrouded around her. So with that said, the feeling of sadness really stayed with me even into today. Um, And it's something that I feel like I almost have this little energetic hangover um, after channeling her. And y'all, out of all of the people that I've channeled over the years, I've never felt like this afterwards. So with that said, call in your own spirit family, Say a little prayer for Marilyn. Pray for her peace. Pray for her healing. Um, I think that that's something that I'll be doing from this day forward. Just to say a little prayer for her in hopes that she finds further peace in the afterlife. And we're back. So we had something really weird happen in the intro. Um, Yeah. Missy saw the time on our recorder timer stop at 1246. Yes. So then Missy Google searched that, Marilyn Monroe, 1246. And there is a plethora of people who have made blog posts, just internet posts in general. There are posts of Kim Kardashian in her dress at 1246 p.m. or a.m. How Megan Fox removed her Marilyn Monroe tattoo, 1246. So if you go onto Google and you type in... um, Marilyn Monroe and twelve forty six. Like it looks like the actual time with the little. Mm-hmm. I can't even think what that's called right now because I feel really spacey. Yeah, um, she's in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's you can find it. You'll see all because I was just scrolling and there's so many, a.m. p.m. twelve forty six. All these things about Marilyn Monroe and it's like that time is super significant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When Christina was calling in protection, I heard John Boy and Vanilla Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't know what that is about. I got the feeling with John Boy, um, I feel like she probably experienced some miscarriages in her life, and that was a really painful portion of her life. I feel like, um, at least from the way my guides are making me feel right now, I feel like maybe she thought one of her uh, children that she had that she miscarried was a boy, and I feel like she might have referred to him as that. She's I'm seeing like a um, swirly lollipop, too. Mm, okay. Is there something with that? Do we know? Let's ask that. Y'all, I'm asking my guides <laughs> before we call her in here. Oh, okay. So in terms of a lollipop, he's showing me um, trauma being linked to... That's not her. Uh-uh. No. I feel like there's trauma linked to the lollipop. Um like, they're showing me her being in foster homes. I saw a kid. Like, I, I was thinking a kid kind of thing. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I feel like either a social worker or somebody would give her one of those swirly lollipops to just kind of make her be quiet uh, when she was being kind of hustled back and forth in these homes. It's her a quote. That's the story of my life. I always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop. The fuzzy end? Fuzzy end of the lollipop is a song by Dar- <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, apparently. Oh. I had no idea. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting for sure. Huh. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. All right. I'm going to set the intention, y'all, to just call forward Marilyn into my space. Ooh. And I'm going to ask Espy, my channeling guide, if she would to help Marilyn merge with my energy so that I can channel what she's trying to tell me in terms of answering these questions. So I'm just going to take a couple of deep breaths and get centered in her energy. I do feel like she's been in here for a few minutes because everything got real spacey and real heavy in here all of a sudden. So, okay. Okay. What's your question? All right. I've got to write down stuff because I'm getting like words as I'm doing this. So I'm like getting overwhelmed with things that are popping in my head right now. So, my first question is always going to be, this is not a list on any of the lists that anybody's given us, what, um, (laughs) what can you tell me about aliens? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's ask her. All right, so I can see her from my left. I'm going to ask her to step just a little bit closer. All right, I can see her. She looks like she's wearing almost like these, um, like plaid pedal pusher, like three quarter type of pants. She's got what looks like this white kind of like um, knit short sleeve shirt on that has buttons in the center, and her hair looks like it always did. Um, really beautiful bleach blonde. In terms of aliens. She's laughing, (laughs) and I get the feeling like she didn't know anything about aliens in her physical life, because I'm asking her, all right, did any of perhaps the bows that you had that were in places of authority, did they tell you anything about aliens? And I'm seeing her shake her head no. She says, "I (laughs) I didn't learn about aliens until I was back on the spirit side. Do you have an affiliation with the number 17? I don't feel like she did. Okay. Can I her shake her head now? Okay. Um, 
You okay? Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I can ask that. Um, okay. It's about JFK. I don't feel like I can ask that. Okay. At the moment. Um, what do you think about, who's this, Jasmine Chiswell? They say she's her reincarnation. Just let her move really fast over to the other side of the room. Yeah. Um, all right, so Jasmine Chiswell. Who is Jasmine Chiswell? Is that a reincarnation of you? So uh, I feel like this person lives in her old house now. Um, and she's showing me the TikTok um, emoji. So I feel like uh, this person's like famous on TikTok or either they have a good following on TikTok. But she says, no, this person is not my reincarnation. I don't get the feeling like she's reincarnated yet. Like I'm asking her, have you reincarnated onto the earth plane yet? She says, no, she's showing me the healing temple. And I feel like she's been at the healing place for a while. Are you okay? What's wrong? Missy is hysterically crying, y'all. Are you okay? What's wrong? What's happening? All right, we're going to take a break, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Christina from the Ghosties Podcast. And I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? Head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com or find me on my TikTok channel at christinathemedium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Hey guys, it's Missy. I am going to talk to you real quick about something that I'm absolutely in love with, and that is wine. <laughs> Shocker. Um, I love my wine, sometimes a little too much. My only complaints are all the sugar that they pump into this wine to make it so sweet or so tasty. And not only that, you feel less than zesty the next day if you have a couple too many glasses. However, I found the answer to all that. It is my favorite, favorite, favorite wine. It has no added sugars and it doesn't leave you feeling like trash the next day. And before you try to stop me and say, oh, I'm not interested in a pyramid scheme, it's not about that. It is about delicious wine that you can order anytime on your own. All you have to do is go to scoutandseller.com slash Missy Stuprich. That's M-I-S-S-Y. S-T-U-P-R-I-C-H. We have cute little cans that are perfect for poolside fun this summer. We have some really bold reds. We have some delicious dry whites. We've got bubbles. We've got everything that you could want without the next day regret. So don't forget, go to scoutandseller.com slash Missy Stuprich and check out your next big wine obsession. And we're back. We are back. Um, All right. Okay. So, um, I'm curious, what was, what was one of the things that made you the happiest when you were alive? What, something that you went to that made you happy when you felt sad? Children. 
keep seeing her show me all these little children. Um, she says the thought, ugh, the thought of being a mother was my happy place. It makes me want to cry. Well, I just did, so welcome. Um, did you knit? She shows me in her teenage years. She yeah. knew how to knit. I just wrote that down because it just... Again, I'm not the one trying to channel here, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, it really is heavy in here, you guys. Like, it's hard for me to breathe right now. Um, was your death an accident? No. No. Y'all, I have to say, I've, I've channeled a lot of different entities and people from the other side. Bless her heart, her energy. I know why she hasn't reincarnated yet, because she is still healing. And her energy is probably the heaviest I've ever felt trying to channel. Like, the sadness is palpable around her. I've never had this much trouble getting through an episode. Other than Skinwalker Ranch or something else. Um, that was my stomach. Oh my god. <laughs> it happens when I'm channeling. You sound I'm sorry. like one of my students. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, was there choking involved? think she was already dead but there was choking involved she says I didn't feel it why are you making me feel heavy in my chest because <laughs> I feel like I can't move or breathe what is that just her is your overwhelming sadness is it part of your passing because I, it's starting to hurt in the middle of my chest like it feels very heavy and a little bit painful so what what is that? Is that heartache to you? Is it part of your passing? What is, what is that? She says you're picking up on the severe depression I carried within my heart space. Oh, I feel it. <clears throat> um, do you know, do you know who the, somebody that was in the room when you died? Oof. Do you know who any of the people were, or at least recognize them? Yes. Is Are there any names we would know, or is it just kind of like people that worked for someone else? Mm. I mean, you don't have to name names, but like, is it somebody famous, or is it just like their people that took care of it? Um, <clears throat> I get the feeling like one political figure came after the fact, uh, and... She's showing me her psychiatrist. Okay. Front left eye, where you hit. I don't feel like I'm being hit. Okay. Not right now, at least. She says I had been hit there in the past. Okay. And she's showing me uh, Joe DiMaggio. She, ooh. She's showing me that scene after, uh, you know, when she's standing on the grate during the seven-year itch, that famous scene where her dress is blowing up. Oh, my God, it gives me the chills. Um, 
She says, I didn't know it then, but Joe was watching behind the scenes and was seething with anger. She says, after they were done shooting for that day, when they went back home, she experienced some severe domestic violence because he was so threatened and upset by what he deemed her quote-unquote performance of being loose. He said it was embarrassing to see his wife behave in this way. She says, when I returned to work, they just covered my bruises and everything went back to normal. Next question. Was your passing related to your relationship with any of the Kennedys? Yes, but I didn't know it then. She doesn't show me JFK specifically, not as much as Robert Kennedy. But I feel like there was involvement in, in terms of her relationships with both of them. And not in the best way, if that makes sense. Did you feel unsafe for a portion of time before your passing? Yes. It was plan- It was being planned for a while? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I just wrote down. She says, I didn't know that at the time, but I had suspicions. That's what I was, yeah. And she says, oh my God. She says, I voiced these suspicions to my psychiatrist and they upped my dosage. I was going to say they drugged her more, didn't they? They upped my dosage of meds, yeah. Um, um, okay. Okay. Who was... Who was somebody you actually could trust that you may have given information to? that you felt like you could trust, that was an actual, like, friend. I'm not talking about pillow talk. Like. She says that I learned from a very early age that trust was not something to be given to many, especially during my time in foster care. And she says, once I got to Hollywood, I learned this even more as I was exploited more. So she gives me the feeling like she didn't really confide in a lot of people. And if she did, she never even really expressed in totality everything that she was thinking. She says that because of the way the press was back then, she gives me the feeling also like she was fearful that sharing certain aspects of her life, that people would go to the papers or the tabloids and spill her secrets, basically. She says also I didn't want to end up in the mental institution as I had in the past. Do you think you inherited some of your mental issues um, from your mother? Yes. I get the feeling like mom might have had some like bipolar tendencies. Alcoholic father? Maybe not biological. Yeah, she gives me the feeling that she didn't know her dad. That's what I mean, maybe not Mm -hmm. biological, like in foster care. Did you experience any sexual trauma in foster care? Yes. That's 
what I just wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, she says. Um, she says that I was told over and over again from a very young age that that's all I would ever be good at. Is being sexual, basically. Young boys told her that. I mm-hmm. feel like. Um, who broke your heart? Oh, gosh, it makes me want to cry. Um, she says my heart was broken over and over by the, many. The first time. Oh. The main, the big one. Mama. It gives me the chills. Male, man, um, um, like a love interest. Who was it? Who was the big one? Like, of all them, the biggest that caused the spiral. She shows me Joe and James. And I get the feeling like this was Joe DiMaggio, but I feel like she had another beau that was named James if it wasn't one of her husbands. She says these were two very difficult relationships. Okay. Oof. Um, Give me the chills. Did you have a lot of, maybe not alien, but political intel by chance? Did you overhear things at dinner parties and things? Of course. Anything interesting that you are able to share that we may not, or you can confirm that we may or may not know? That won't put us in any danger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. She gives me, ooh, okay. So she gives me the feeling like the Cuban Missile Crisis was a much bigger deal than we know consciously. Um, She makes me feel like we came really close to nuclear war, like actual nuclear war. Um, Because I'm feeling like I'm in like a dinner setting and I'm overhearing someone say, no one has any idea how close we all came to getting wiped off the map. She says that camp kept me awake at night for a long time. Did you see any um, physical altercations at any of these dinner parties between like famous politicians or? She says, I don't want to talk about that. Chairs being thrown. So that I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Because that's, yeah, I've got that. Um, okay. What was your favorite type of car when you were alive? Your dream car? Let's go on to something lighter. She's showing me um, this little sports car with the top down. And she's showing me uh, sitting it. It looks almost like this little white car. I don't know if it's a convertible. Um, but she is in like, you know, those little, um, the scarves. scarves. Yeah. yeah. And I see her with that and these white sunglasses with black uh, rims. She said she liked feeling the wind in her face. 
getting ready to get a hot flash. She just stepped really close. Uh, my face is on fire right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I need to get some more. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> Do you have anything you can tell us about our current state of living politically? Do you have any intel for us? Oh, man. She says, you sure you want to hear? <laughs> yeah. Why not? She says, um... She says that the leaders of our world in politics have operated in the best interest of their party rather than the interest of the people for far too long. She says they present themselves they present themselves to have the best interest of the people when this is a farce and she says this is from both political parties not just one she says Nixon and Watergate was a warning sign to all of them and should have served as a warning that no politician can operate with immunity. And she says this should be a message to all of them that their judgment day is coming. Mm. She's not happy about that. Should we be concerned with any information we're sharing on this episode? No. She says just be careful. I'll tell you after we're done recording, as she said. Do we have some weird spirit, like, watching us right now? No. No. Does she still feel um, like she can't freely speak through channeling? In certain things, yeah. regarding certain topics, yes. And she shows me like this image of, um, you know how Hannibal Lecter had like that mask over his face and it like had those yeah. bars in front of his mouth. Um, she says that she felt like that a lot in her life. Like she had this mask and this muzzle or bit in her mouth. Like she could never really say what she wanted to say. Because if she did, either people would say that she was crazy, like she was being overdramatic or over-emotional, or just completely discounted her opinions. Okay. What... Aside from people making you look crazy, did they play up your mental health to be much more than it was? Mm. She says certain aspects of my mental health, yes. She says, was I depressed? Absolutely. 
But was I suicidal? No. She says, many people said that I had multiple personalities or different mood disorders, especially if I started to become forceful in my speech and try to lay down boundaries. She shows me almost like there were a lot of people in her life that took advantage of her. And when she tried to lay down boundaries to protect herself more, these people only further like leaned in to tell her, well, you know how you are, you know how your mental state is. She says, so it was always an uphill battle. Did you suffer from eating disorder? She says, I didn't know that that's what it was then, but yes. And she doesn't give me the feeling like it was for a consistent period of her life, but I do get the feeling like, um, especially when she was entering into Hollywood, uh, she says that she was more heavy um, when she was first starting out. And she makes me feel like there were probably many different directors or producers or men in Hollywood that took advantage of her sexually and made her feel less than because of her appearance um, and told her. She says Hollywood is very harsh in terms of telling people that they have to be a certain weight, a certain image. She's showing me them like dyeing her hair more. um, And she's showing me all of these other actresses during that time. Um, Jean Harlow, did Jean Harlow have like really bleach blonde hair? She's saying there were lots of other different women in Hollywood during that time with like platinum blonde hair and she says that it was just, I couldn't be Norma. I couldn't be Norma Jean. I had to be something different. Not Norma Jean on my screen right now. Mm. Right here. Mm. Mic sound by the way. Oh gosh. Um, Yeah. Would you do it all over again? (laughs) Uh, She feels torn in that respect. Um, She says a part of me would love to do it all over again and do it from a more clear mental space. She shows me, um, I feel like she probably at a certain point in her life, um, maybe even after her miscarriage, abused some barbiturates. she says, if I could do it from a clear-headed space, that would be my only do-over. I wasted a lot of time not being clear-headed and just wrapping myself in grief and pain. She says, on the, on the flip side of the coin, if I could do it all over again, another part of me would not be famous. So maybe she'd have a chance at a normal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a simple life. She says that, um, makes my chest heavy. Um, She says, if I had been able to be normal, men would have accepted me just as I am. She says, but very often, um, the men in my life had this perception of me, and then once they got to know me, they were disappointed. And she says, I think that they thought that I was who was on screen, very confident. Knowing who I was, and I had a lot of trauma, and I just wanted someone to love me for me. 
think that's about all that I have. Um, did we ask all the questions from TikTok? Because I have to tag all of them in that. Say something fluent in Spanish. All right. <clears throat> Can you say that one more time? All right. Amor a todos mis fanias. No clue what that means. <laughs> That's what she said. Amor a todos mis fanias. Love to all my fans. Is that what that means? Um, <clears throat> I mean, we, a lot of these questions are the same thing. Was your death an accident? Was who broke your heart? Um, what happened to you? Were you murdered? You know? Did you reincarnate? We covered that in the other question from the other one. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think I covered, unless there's any crazy secrets she wants to give us. She says all she wants to say before we go is that for the women in this time, to lay down your boundaries with strength and don't back down from those boundaries. Give yourself so much love, especially during this time. She said, if you're anything like me, I had the ability to really punish myself harshly in my head over and over and over again for little mistakes, big mistakes, things that I didn't even know were mistakes. I punished myself over and over. Many of you on the earth plane that are women do the same thing. You punish yourself daily. She says, let those things go. Drop that baggage of anxiety. She says, this wasn't meant for you to carry your whole life. And she says, if someone does not value you, if someone proves to you over and over again that they put no effort in being a support system in your life, if they do not make you feel wanted or needed, if they do not make you feel so supported and empowered in all aspects of your life. She says, and they are not worth walking with you in your life. She says, many of us settle and make allowances for the people in our life because we don't want to be alone. She says, I was one of those people. Don't be like me. There you go. All right, y'all, this was our episode. I got to get out of her energy. <laughs> yes. I love you, Marilyn. Thank you, Marilyn. We appreciate you. But I'm ready to go have a seltzer and lay at my pool so I can get some sunshine and be happy again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, y'all. Find us on Facebook. TikTok. Instagram. YouTube. And email us your stories at theghostiespodcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.